Welcome to BSN Extra. I'm Jason Barfield back in the hosting seat today. It is officially time for the NFL Draft, and we're going to talk to Zion McCollum about his journey from Galveston Ball High School, five years of football with the Bearcats, to being on the brink of hearing his name called at the NFL Draft. He looks to be the first Bearcat selected since P.J. Hall was taken in the second round by the Raiders in 2018. Before that, Lachlan Edwards was taken in the seventh round by the New York Jets in 2016, and Rhett Bomar was drafted by the New York Giants in 2009. You know, despite all the success the Bearcats have had on the gridiron, over the last 20 years, only five players have been drafted with Josh McCown and Keith Heinrich both getting selected in 2002. So this is going to be a monumental weekend for the Bearcat football program, and it could be even more historic if Jaquez Ezzard is drafted as well. One of the most recent ESPN mock drafts has Ezzard going in the sixth round, so we'll have to wait and see on him. If Ezzard does get selected, it will be just the third time two Bearcats were taken in the same draft joining McCown and Heinrich in 2002, and then Lou Woodward and McNeil Moore, who were taken in the 17th and 18th rounds by the Chicago Bears in 1954. Interestingly, the Bears were very active selecting Bearcats in the 50s, drafting five players from Sam Houston from 1954 to 1958. In all, 18 players have been drafted out of Sam Houston, with P.J. Hall going the highest at number 57 overall, followed by Josh McCown at number 81. The first round of the NFL Draft will begin tonight, 7 o'clock, and it's available to watch just about everywhere. You can catch it on ESPN, ABC, the ESPN app, listen to it on ESPN Radio, ESPN Deportes if that works for you, and the NFL Network will have it. Rounds two and three will be on Friday night starting at 6 o'clock. Once again, ESPN, ABC, ESPN app, ESPN radio, ESPN Deportes, and the NFL Network. And then finally, rounds four through seven Saturday at 11 a.m. ESPN, ABC, ESPN app, ESPN radio, ESPN Deportes, and the NFL Network will have that as well. So we're going to take a break, and when we come back, I'll be joined by Zion McCullum. The official mobile app of Bearcat Athletics has been updated and is now available in both the Apple App Store and Google Play. The free mobile app will serve as a one-stop shop for videos, scores, tickets, and gear. The mobile app will host news, roster schedules, highlights, and live stats with one of the new features of the app to feature live audio streaming as well as post-game highlights and interviews. Bearcat fans will also be able to customize push notifications for breaking news and information on their favorite Bearcat teams. To download or update your app, search for Go Bearcats in both the Apple App Store and Google Play. And welcome back to BSN Extra. Jason Barfield here, and I am now joined by Zion McCollum, um zion it is draft week we'll get into all of that um but just first off how things been going uh just kind of how is how has your life been now since the football season ended yeah i mean i've been trying to keep as much uh normalcy i guess as i can you know 
but I mean, things are moving fast and it's going crazy. It's a really humbling experience and I'm just so grateful for everything. But I mean, I don't know. It's a lot of change and it's like happening very quickly. So it's exciting stuff. Not much of an off season, huh? Yeah, not at all. It was a quick turnaround. I mean, I think I was working out training for the combine and everything like just a couple days after the season ended. So, I mean, it was a quick turnaround, but I mean, that's how it is. I'm about to say, what is what has this process been like for you? Kind of what you were expecting and, and kind of the reality of what it actually was. I mean, I don't really know, even know exactly what I was expecting. I knew that it wasn't going to be easy. But honestly, I didn't know like how much of the extracurricular things that there was. Like I going into it, I assumed it was just, you know, a lot of working now and then performing, you know, showing what you can do at like a senior bowl or the common athletically. But I mean, I didn't realize there was so much interviews in person, on Zoom with position coaches, different scouts, you know, medical checks. I mean, we're getting MRIs on things that haven't bothered us in like over 15 years. Like, I mean, if you broke your pinky toe as a kid, then they want to get an MRI on your pinky toe. So, I mean, it's just a bunch of crazy extra stuff and media and it's a lot, but I mean, I've just been enjoying it. Yeah, I bet. Um, you know, talk. let's talk about the the combine. And, you know, obviously a lot has been made of, uh, of your performance and the numbers you put up there um, in the immediate aftermath of that. Did you realize how how good of a combine you were having, or was it kind of after the fact as you started talking to more people? I mean, I knew that it was a good combine. Going into it, I knew that I had the ability and the chance to do it. I didn't really know, you know, overall uh, how the numbers would, like, stack up with history in terms of, like, an all-around type of performance. I just knew that I was going to try my best at every single drill. And I mean, there are even some numbers that I had better in training than what I put out. But to be able to go out there and put together a complete performance, you know, back to back to back, all from event to event. So like I was, I was walking back to my hotel room, you know, just kind of like reminiscing on like everything. I was starting to realize, you know, how good of a performance it was. But, you know, I don't know. I, I try not to get caught up too much in all that stuff. And I mean... If it's something that I already know, then I'm just going to go on to what's next and keep on building. And now let's, you know, talk a little bit about, you know, pro day and just kind of what your approach was here, you know, having gone through senior bowl, having gone through combine and everything like that. Um, just kind of what was, what was your approach and, you know, what were you, what were you wanting to maybe accomplish maybe that you hadn't done already, or just kind of what were you hoping they could see that you were, you know, once you were, you know, back home and, you know, in, in a friendly surroundings. Yeah. Uh, going into it originally, I, I wanted to redo a couple of the drills, but I mean, as I started to get more thought to it, uh, I started to realize, you know, I've already, you know, proven everything that I can athletically. So let me focus more on like the DB drills. And then of course, bench because I hadn't at the combine, but I mean, going into pro day, I was super happy to get back with my teammates really we got to get up to Sam uh, about a week in advance uh, just to work out on that field and to, you know, work out with our teammates that we hadn't for like seen the last eight weeks. And so seeing familiar faces, coaches, I mean, it's a lot of new faces, especially around the field house, new freshmen coming in, new coaches, field house looking great. I mean, we had to get back there and I'm so glad that we did. And 
just to work out and spend, you know, the last, you know, week or so with those seniors that we had spent our entire careers with was really special. Yeah, one of the things people have talked about uh, who who've been around for a while and have come to pro days is how different the atmosphere was for this past one. All every NFL team was there. Um, you know, there in fact several teams had multiple representation there, and it was really kind of a wild experience just to see all the activity around it. Just how much of a buzz was there there, and how much did you kind of feed off of all that? Oh yeah, it was incredible. I mean, it was a real like you know, professionally done pro day. We had the pro day shirts and everything. And I mean, to see all 32 teams there, to see a couple of GMs there, a couple of position coaches. I mean, that's like, that's what we want for each other, for our teammates. You know, we want to put as much eyes as possible on Sam Houston and kind of show, you know, everybody, even these young guys, like if you put in the work and you guys stick together as one team, then I mean, you could create this type of opportunity for years to come for not only yourselves, but the people that come after you. And especially to see, you know, guys like Jaquez and guys like Eric and Tim Hart and Joe Wallace, Jahari K, my brother, you know, to have all 32 eyes looking at them as they do everything, as they go through their drills. I mean, it's the best opportunity they could have. And I'm so happy that they got an opportunity to, you know, perform like beasts that they are in front of those guys. Well, let's let's talk a little bit about just kind of, you know, you talk about the journey and, and, and getting here and, you know, it's it's been kind of a wild ride for you, you know, coming out of Galveston Ball. Um, what was the recruiting process like? And ultimately, uh, why did you end up landing with Sam Houston? Yeah, I mean, we ended up landing at Sam Houston. Our mom, at the time, our mom really, she saw how expensive these camps were like $50, $60 a camp and us being, being both of us, you know, we, she said we could only pick like two to go to. <laughs> so Sam Houston, they were hosting a mega camp. It was like their first mega camp that they had done in a while. And so they were having a ton of teams. I'm like, like 30 some teams all at one camp. So we were like, let's just get bang for our buck, head up to Huntsville and uh, do the mega camp. And we ended up doing it. And Sam Houston was actually the first school to offer us uh, off of our performance that day and then Utah shortly after ended up offering uh, me and Tristan and that was kind of like a shell shock right there because we didn't know like the recruiting was very very slow for us at first uh, coming out of Galveston a lot of like colleges don't want to come all the way down across the bridge you know but so we took it and we ran with it we ended up committing to Utah like right off I think that was really just off of adrenaline and pure excitement because it was in the very beginning and it ended up not working out there. Uh, so we decommitted later towards our uh, recruiting process and Sam Houston, they were kind of honest though, the entire time saying like, Hey, if anything happens, you know, we still got you, we still have your offers. And in our past in high school, we had run track at Sam Houston before. So it was like, kind of always like Sam Houston's always been there our entire lives. And so finally getting down for a visit and just seeing the culture, seeing the coaches and like the family atmosphere. And it helps that they won a ton of games before we <laughs> go at the college. I mean, that was everything. All the stars were aligning and Sam Houston ended up being the choice we made. How important in the process was it for both you and your brother to play at the same place? It was everything for us coming out of high school. You know, we wanted to have the college experience together. We wanted to, you know, dorm together, go to classes together. 
Uh, and just because we had worked so hard in high school and college, especially getting a new experience and it being so different. Yeah, we knew that we were going to leverage the package deal from the jump. So what has it been like for you to be able to go through this process with your brother? It's been everything. I mean, and there's still, you know, a possibility, a chance that we could end up playing with each other at the next level. But I mean, it's been great, you know, having him every step of the way ever since I was born. And I mean, I love him with all my heart. I'm glad I know that this is just the beginning for us. And then we still got a lot more left to do. But it's exciting going through, you know, everything with him and then seeing, you know, how everything's going to unfold in a couple of days. You know, one of the things when you look at uh, at your career, I mean, you've had five full seasons. Obviously, COVID, you know, gave you an extra year. And you really, I mean, you started 14 games as a freshman. So, you know, you're not you're not an FCS late bloomer, as you, as you see sometimes. You know, you were a guy who jumped on the scene as a freshman, and you were an impact player from the beginning. Um, you know, obviously, the draft talk started about you you know, really about your sophomore year is when you started seeing your name pop up. So, you know, when when COVID hit and there was a ton of uncertainty about how the season was going to play out and you're looking at, you know, possibly losing your senior year and, you know, is, is the NFL an option at this point? And, you know, you decided to stick it out. Just kind of talk me through that that thought process and what, you know, what the conversations were like as you really had a future that was, that was uncertain at that point. Yeah, I knew that right off I wanted to stay in college uh just because in 2019 I had had the season and an injury and I had enough time to the point where I can come back and I could have declared and played completely fine but I felt as though that I wasn't ready and you know you only get to go to the NFL draft one time so I wanted to make sure that my one time was going to be perfect but uh even before even all that I mean COVID was crazy and there was like a lot of talks about transfers and stuff like that. But I mean, after losing to North Dakota State in 2017 in the semifinal and seeing, you know, how much work and how much, you know, just effort and all out grit we had put in to, you know, growing ourselves as Sam, not only for ourselves as individual players, but for the team and trying to shape the culture and just be positive leaders, you know, we couldn't step away from that. I couldn't step away from it. Like, no way. Like, I knew that loyalty was the only thing that I had in my heart. And that, I mean, there was no doubt in my mind I was staying at Sam and that, like, we wanted to chase. We were so, we were so close. This 2017 class that we came in with, like, we had talks about all this stuff as freshmen and about what we could do. And for me to just, like, say goodbye to that, nah, can do it. Still got a national championship to go chase. I would say how how rewarding was that, you know, sticking through everything and everything you guys went through and, you know, not playing in the fall. So sitting there all fall and watching so many other people and guys you know and friends of yours playing college football to know, okay, our time is coming. It's going to come a couple months later than everybody else, but our time is coming. And and to sit through all of that and then to get the payoff at the end and, and win that national championship. Yeah, there's like no words that can describe. It's only a feeling that, you know, you get in the moment and then anytime you think about it, you know, you kind of get the goosebumps again. But I mean, it was really that moment was everything because, you know, it proved that, you know, we weren't liars that, you know, that we were telling the truth when it was, you know, we're really close to this national championship. And, you know, it really showed like, okay, 
I see why they stayed. I see everything that they had going. And just to have our teammates feel that same, you know, sense of relief, you know, at the, a deep breath, I guess, at the end of a job well done. I mean, that playoff run was something that, you know, they should make a documentary series over. I mean, it was absolutely crazy that entire year. And to see everybody come together the way they did. Yeah, the, with the confetti going everywhere. I mean, I still have flashbacks at that moment. <laughs> so you guys end up winning 21 straight, you know, calendar year, really an unbelievable uh, a run of football. And, you know, winning the number of games that you guys did it just, you know, in 2021 and the 21 straight wins, you didn't have a whole lot of time to reflect on it. As you said, you, you, you kind of shifted gears into, you know, prep mode for, for the combine and the senior bowl and pro day and everything like that. But, you know, in, in your time that you've had time to reflect and look back on it, what are, what are the memories that, that, that you're going to really remember forever from, from that year of football? Man, walking to practice every day with my pads and helmet in hand and like having storing those in our cars. I mean, it made me feel like we were in Little League all over again in a good way, like seeing all the, uh, my grown up teammates and stuff. I mean, it was really cool. I think it helped bond us together so much, not having a field house. You know, like my, when I came in my freshman year, PJ Hall told me, uh, was saying, oh, they, they told y'all about a new field house that we were getting. I was like, yeah, it was 2017. And then he was like, oh, yeah, they promised that to me uh, when I was a freshman. And I was like, well, what are you? He's like, oh, I'm a senior. And so I was like, no, like, what if we never see this field house? So that made it all worth it, just knowing that they were going to have a field house and they were finally getting it done and like well deserved. But then, I mean, the snow, the winter storm coming through and canceling our first game of the season versus UIW and seeing how everybody had to huddle together and freezing temperatures with no power for more than 24 hours. And then just, I mean, to practice every day, you know, to wake up extra early, to go make sure you're getting your breakfast and your meals in because there's not a, a team room for meetings. You know, you got to go to the tent for special teams meeting and you got to use the visitor lock room and you got to use the weight room on game days as a locker room. So there was just so much going on. I could really go on forever and ever. I really remember that season like vividly. And I think I'm going to remember it for a long time. You know, and, and so many of the things that, that you've talked about just, you know, here and, you know, we've heard Coach Keeler talk about and how it was all represented on the national championship ring. Um, what, what, what was that moment like for you once you got that ring and got a chance to look at it and, um, you know, and, and see the detail that went into it and how much of that story got told in that one ring? What was that like? It was unbelievable. I mean, that ring, yeah, you're right. It holds every single bit of history, not only from, you know, that spring season, but for me, I mean, just for my entire year, uh, years at Sam Houston, ever since I was a freshman. It's my first ever ring that I've ever gotten from a, a sport or anything like that. And for it to be the national championship ring, it was pretty special. I mean, that night that we got it, it with the team, everybody was so hyped up, especially after just seeing the designs and how much went into it and the detail. I mean, you could look at that ring and find something new every single time you look at it. So so where is it now? Do you do you wear it? Do you is it sit on a shelf? What's What's the uh, what's the future for that ring like? Yeah, right now it's locked away, especially in a safe. 
<laughs> but I mean, I bring it out from time to time. But I mean, once I finally settle down and, you know, get my own house and my own apartment, then I got this whole plan I'm going to do for, you know, setting it up and, you know, not only showing off the ring, but some other like Sam Houston memorabilia and I'm going to cherish it. You talked about, you know, your freshman year and getting to watch PJ Hall play. Um, and, and then, you know, you saw him go through this draft process. What do you remember about him going through this? And is there anything you've been able to take from, from watching him go through this experience that, that you've been able to relate to now? Yeah, just seeing him go from, you know, from step to step, you know, when you see somebody else do it, then it finally gives you like a sigh of relief, like, oh, and like I, I can do it too. And especially him being, you know, an FCS guy, just like us, it gave us a lot of motivation for like, you know, we, that level is attainable. And PJ is a complete monster, a complete beast on the field, especially when he was here at Sam. And so just seeing that, it gives you also motivation and, you know, be the best player that, that I can be and that to just trust that eyes will see you if you play good, like they'll find you anywhere. And so seeing that, I mean, him go through his, his bowl games, and all that also, I mean, having talked with him and saying like, you know, there were teams that were talking to me heavy, but the team that ended up drafting me, I hadn't heard from the entire draft process. And so taking that in as in like, you know, when the draft actually starts, you know, you really have no idea what's going to happen. It kind of just goes with the flow of the draft. And that helped relieve me of some stress of just saying, you know, whatever happens ends up happening. And I know that I'm going to be in somebody's helmet here in the next uh, week or so, and that's the only moment that I should be preparing for. And you talk about, you know, watching watching PJ go through this, and, you know, you mentioned earlier about, you know, when it was time for you to make a decision on, on what you were going to do with your future and, you know, are you going to go ahead and try for the NFL early? Are you going to, you know, maybe look at a transfer option and stuff like that? How much did it help you seeing PJ Hall come out of Sam Houston and be a second-round draft pick, and it didn't matter where he was playing for you to make that decision say, I don't have to go anywhere else to be an NFL draft pick. Oh, yeah, especially from early age. especially I mean, because that's a, the thought that a lot of young freshmen have. Uh, if you go to, like, a smaller school, it's like, oh, if I do everything I'm supposed to, are they, like, going to come? Are they going to come to practice? And showing up to every practice and seeing at least one scout out there watching, you know, PJ, even though I knew the eyes weren't on me, I knew that the eyes were there. And that if I just did everything that I had to, that they would continue to come. And, you know, growing up, you know, from freshman to sophomore to junior and then seeing, you know, Davion and his success and in reaching the league and Derek Roberson and his success. I mean, it's just more added motivation and more added motivation. And, you know, I wanted to be the person that, you know, brought scouts so that they could see my teammates similar to, you know, how PJ was and how Davion and Dero was. Do you think about that in terms of a legacy that, you know, you were a guy who got to watch PJ and you got to watch Davion and those guys go through it. And, you know, there may be a freshman or a sophomore who you just played with who a few years from now will sit there and talk about remembering when Zion was going through this process. Do you, do you think about that at all? I mean, not too much thinking about that. I mean, I, I do like want the best for the freshmen and like the young guys and the young talent. So it is cool that, you know, being part of a legacy and I definitely, you know, hold my head very, very high. And because there is a lot of pride that you take and, you know, holding up that Sam Houston legacy of wanting to be great and bleeding orange. 
And so it is exciting to think about now that you say it, like in words, like that is pretty cool to think about. Well, let's talk draft. It's draft week. Um, you know, where are the where are the butterflies right now? Are we nervous? Are we are we just ready for it to get here? Kind of how are we feeling week of now? It, it nerves come and go, you know. But I mean, at this point, after seeing everything, going through the entire process, it's been a long process. I'm just ready to go. I'm just ready for this draft to start. I mean, first round starts tomorrow. I just I'm ready for everything to kick off. You talk about, uh, you know, PJ's journey and how he had heard from a ton of teams. And then ultimately it was the Raiders who took him and he hadn't heard from him. Do you have a gut feeling right now? I mean, is, you know, kind of, do you have a handful of teams? Do you, you feel like maybe, you know, in the interest or kind of where's, you know, when you sit down and you, and you think about it, kind of, you know, what are your thoughts right now? I mean, of course there's like a handful of teams that I think, you know, are higher on me than some others and you know out of respect for them i won't say any names but uh i've heard from pretty much the entire league um pretty much almost all 32 if not all 32 at this point so you know i do have a handful that might come and snatch me but i mean after hearing you know what happened to pj uh really i don't want to put you know all my eggs in one basket you know i'm going to and have fun and enjoy and give my 100% all to the team that picks me, no matter what team it is. And so at this point, it's just, it's exciting. I know my mom and my grandpa, they like to look into all that stuff. And they're like, we'll, we'll look at all that so you don't have to. So I'm just worried about uh, what comes after. Do you get into any of the mock draft stuff? I mean, do you know, if you're on the, if you're on your phone, you're scrolling around and you see a mock draft, are you clicking on it just to see what they're saying? Yeah, they're hard to miss. I will say at the beginning of this process, especially after the combine, you know, I was looking into some of that stuff and just seeing, you know, what people were saying. But I mean, now at the point I'm at now and what I have been like the last week, uh, trying to stay away from all that. You know, I know that whatever happens is going to happen. And I know, I mean, mock drafts in the media, like that's a really like fun thing, more of a fun thing to do. Because I know that the the real people that are, you know, seeing us as prospects and, you know, grading us, the, the real people we should be worried about is, you know, the NFL teams and their offices, their, you know, GMs and scouts and things like that. So those are the people that if I were to see a mock draft, I wouldn't see their mock draft, you know. But it is fun to, you know, look at some opinions of people who just live and die football. So – Obviously, you will be happy with whoever takes you. So we won't get into that. Where do you want to go? But as a football fan, growing up, who was your NFL team? Who do you, you know, who on Sundays, who are you sitting down and, and, and watching? My favorite team growing up, it started with the Bears. And then I got to say, I was like a diehard Eagles fan for the majority of my life. I know. <laughs> my family being all Cowboys fans. Wow. We also went to high school in Galveston, so we were watching the Texans pretty much every single weekend. You can't get away from it, that noon o'clock game. They always had the noon o'clock game. And, you know, Houston was always showing it because that's the local team. But anytime I could watch the Eagles, I would. They won the Super Bowl in 2017, my freshman year. And, I, you know, I was going bonkers crazy over that. But I'm a football fan. 
It, it, you know, I think it's best that I didn't know you were an Eagle fan at any point during this. <laughs> you know, that might have changed things a little bit. Just a little bit. I'm glad hey, I made it five years and waited to the last bit. <laughs> when you look at, um, you know, players that you've watched, you know, who who are some guys now that you're that you're kind of looking forward to to seeing yourself lining up against, you know, being on the field at the same time and and now honestly seeing, you know, where do you match up? And, you know, you've probably watched the NFL and said, you know, if I saw this receiver line up against me, this is what I would do. Who are some of the guys that you're kind of looking forward to to looking across the line of scrimmage at? Yeah, I mean, I'm looking for all the great receivers in the NFL. But, I mean, especially like the big names that you see that are just – you want to get in fantasy football that are just blowing everything up, like Devontae Adams and, you know, DK Metcalf, who I think are like two of some of the most athletically, but in, uh, especially Devontae, intelligent guys and who really understand the game of football and how to win. And, you know, me being the person that I am, I'm always going to strive for the best. And me having the opportunity to be able to, you know, shut down talent like that, you know, and I understand how much work and how it's going to take a lot of, you know, hard work, dedication and passion. But I mean, I, I got to say, I'm super excited to, you know, possibly be guarding guys like Devontae Adams, you know, DK Metcalf, DeAndre Hopkins, the guys like that who are just going to challenge you and bring the best out of you. And then from your own position, who are the guys that you've watched growing up that you've kind of liked their game, liked things that they've done, you know, corners and, you know, secondary guys and, you know, guys who who you've always seen playing on the field? Oh, yeah, Jalen Ramsey has been a big one, you know, Tyron Matthew, uh, Tredavious White, Stephon Gilmore. I think they all, you know, you take bits and pieces from, from everybody. And, you know, the way they carry themselves, you know, confidence, you know, that, that swag that they play with uh, on their island and the technique, you know, the patience, everything. You know, I try to absorb, you know, as much as I can. And the fact that I'm going to be, you know, possibly in the same room as one of those guys, you know, I'm ready to absorb any information or mentorship they have on how to play at a high level and succeed in this league. All right. So let's talk draft day plans where, you know, where are you going to be? What's the what's the situation going to be like? Who's going to be in the room with you? What 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 are we eating? What's what's the what's the full draft day plan? And who's in charge of planning all of that? <laughs> a little bit of my mom, a little bit of us, uh, a little bit of my girlfriend. But we're going to be in Melissa at my mom's house for the first two days of the draft, and then we'll go over to my aunt's house uh, for the last day to finish things up. But I mean. It's really just not going to be too big, just, you know, some family uh, and some friends. And I think for like for Thursday and Friday, I think we're going to be eating pizza. Saturday, we'll get a food truck. I think we rented a food truck. So it's like unlimited food truck from like for a couple hours. But I mean, really just enjoying, you know, the company and the family and just seeing, you know, everybody who helped me get to this point and everybody who helped Tristan get to this point, just enjoying those moments. Do we have ground rules for friends and family as far as phone usage? I mean, are we are are phone calls off limits? What's the what's the phone situation here for everybody? You Pretty know, much, I'm hoping that nobody calls me for those two hours or that one hour where the draft is going on. But I mean, I, I, that's a good point. I do probably have to reach out to some people and be like, just please, just hold off for a couple of hours because I mean. I've been picking up every random phone call that I've been getting for the past couple of weeks. 
I don't care what number it is. I got to pick it up just in case. So that's, it will be interesting. All right. Well, hey, I appreciate you joining us. It's been so much fun watching you for the last five years. And, uh, you know, we're looking forward to your continued journey in football, your brother's continued journey in football. And, uh, you know, hopefully a couple more of your teammates can uh, can join you in the league as well. This has been, you know, from my, from my standpoint, a guy who's been around this program for a long time, it's been a lot of fun to watch you play and uh, certainly appreciative of everything that you've brought this university and this program and, uh, you know, being part of such a, a special, special season. So we've enjoyed it, and we're going to look forward to continuing to watch you play. I appreciate that. I'm a proud Sam alum now, so I can't wait to get back down to Huntsville for some games and practices and just see everything. You know, I, I'm so happy that, you know, Sam Houston is a school that I went with. I can't thank everyone enough. And thank you for covering, you know, Sam athletics and football for as long as you have. You know, you really make the players and make us, you know, proud of who we are. And it motivates us to be the best we can be every day. Appreciate it. Good luck with everything. Appreciate it. All right. That's going to do it for today's show. Again, good luck to Zion, his brother Tristan, Jaquez, and the rest of the Bearcats looking to find an opportunity to play professionally in what is becoming an expanded market with more opportunities than ever to play professional football. BSN Extra is recorded in the all-new Bearcat Sports Network studio at the Wood Forest Bank Athletic Center. This week's episode was written and produced by Jason Barfield. All music is courtesy scottholmesmusic.com. This has been a presentation of the Bearcat Sports Network.